I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Gemma here from Australian Jams. I'm here to uh, kick off a very special bonus episode. I'm super, super excited to the point where I'm still sitting in my squeaky chair. Forgot <laughs> to change it. Damn. Um, I'm going to interview one of my favorite uh, local artists who I've talked about on here quite a bit before. So, uh, yeah, um, it's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to uh, introduce Eilish Gilligan to you all. How's it going, Eilish? Hello. It's good. It's really good. Um, Yeah, so this year I'm hoping to do a bunch of bonus episodes like this. I can't promise that they'll be on a regular schedule, but Eilish is the first one to kick it off, and I've got a couple of others in the works, which is exciting. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to have a bit of a chat. I've heard Eilish's new song, and it's incredible. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the new song, SMFY. Yeah, well, this is like the first time that someone's asked me about it <laughs> which is like feel special <laughs> yeah which is great because um it I was thinking about it in the car when I was driving here it's like oh my god Gemma's actually gonna ask about this song that I haven't spoken about to anybody <laughs> besides the people that have like helped me work on it kind of thing so um <laughs> it's I it's the greatest thing that I've ever done and yes. I say that as humbly as I possibly can no go for it um I'm super super proud of this song because it came from a really sad and desperate place and I was like extraordinarily unhappy when I wrote it and um something so cathartic and like almost kind of spiritual came from it for me um when I took my like hideous human pain and like turned it into something that I'm like extremely proud of yeah yeah. and songwriting obviously can be really cathartic for some people yeah your songwriting is a step above a lot of other stuff that's happening at the moment how how was the process (laughs) I love making people feel really uncomfortable (laughs) it's my aim in life (laughs) um how was the process of developing that as a skill obviously it starts as a talent somewhere but you need to develop it was there anyone that hugely influenced you, whether it was an external influence or you actually sat in a studio with someone or something like that? Um, well, that's like a really big question. I think um, I'm always learning as a songwriter 
I think a few like seminal things have been um, performing from a pretty young age and like gauging an audience reception to like one song versus the next song and like maybe they talked through the second song and they didn't talk through the first one or whatever and then you take that feedback in or like feedback in quotation marks and um, use it and be like okay so let's not play this song again live because people were bored (laughs) or like whatever Um, and then I suppose like I learnt a lot when I was at uni studying songwriting (laughs) I suppose Um, and now I suppose it's like more of a friendship thing in terms of like I'll send demos to a lot of my friends and this is exactly what happened with this song like I sent it to my friend Gab who um, produced this one with me and um, I was like what do you think of this like really depressed (laughs) just like I hate myself like do you like this song or not like do you want to help me with it and he was like yep I really like it Um, and then we got together and uh, like made it what it is and it wouldn't be what it is without like that kind of feedback and that kind of support from yeah. like him and also my other like my peers you know yeah. yeah and let's talk about the song itself then yeah it's a massive massive pop song with a really awesome chorus which is incredible Thank but you. you still manage to keep kind of the classic feel of your voice to it, which is really cool. Do you find you're really tested when you want to make sure the two match together or do you think it comes quite easily to the style of your writing? Um, I think it's impossible for me to not sing like myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, um, I used to get a bit upset about that because my voice isn't really like a pop vocal Mm. it's kind of a um I don't know it's just it's a bit weird and I I'm I used to be like oh they're never gonna play me on the radio like (laughs) that kind of thing which is like you know maybe it's true but um now I've kind of grown to be like well you know what I can't change it and that's what it sounds like so when I sing when I write it's like my primary tool and um it is what it is for, I mean, as much as you can say it is what it is. Cause I know you can like have lessons and stuff, but you can't like change the primary, I don't know, foundations of your like body. Yeah. But it's um, turned into your strength really. Don't you think now? I think so. I hope so. Um, it's pretty, I kind of have a real like, um, phobia of like, cause I have those artists where, um, I can't think of one now, obviously, because, like, I'm <laughs> spitballing. But I have those artists where I'm like, oh, I love their music, but I literally cannot stand their voice. And it's like, okay, I surely there's somebody out there who listens to my songs and thinks, like, oh, I really like that, but her voice, man, her, ugh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really scared of, like, meeting that person that's like, your voice is literally the worst thing I've ever heard. And then it's like... Maybe I'll meet that person and it won't be so bad. And I'll be like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rambling. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't envy the person that doesn't like your voice because it's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. And people who like my music like it. So that's all that really counts. And it is all that really counts. Yeah. Yeah. And you've obviously seen a bit of success with the previous singles, hopefully to 
like take another step forward with this song, which deservingly it should. Um, how have you seen the progression from here? Mm-hmm. Yep. All the way through to S S M F Y. I keep having to check it because I can't remember the. Yeah, I like had a real um moment where I was like, no, this is what it's called because I like have this vision in my head of why it's called that. Yeah. Um, not why it's called the other like what those letters stand for within the song. Um, so that's what it's called, everybody. <laughs> you have to call it that, sorry. Just make um, sure you get the letters in the right order. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, this project kind of started with like a bit of a secret single called The Dogs that came out at the start of 2016. Yeah. Um, almost like to the day, nearly to the day two years ago. And, um, that was the first first time um I remember I was in Coles and I was like I just uploaded it to Unearth like three days early because I was like so excited <laughs> um and I was like oh it'll take ages for it to process and it like didn't because Unearth is amazing and um it came up and Nat from Triple J had like reviewed it Nat Tenchich yeah yeah, yeah yeah my like hero and <laughs> I was standing in Coles in front of the fridge and I was like looking at it on my phone being like, holy shit. Like she like tweeted me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Triple J have noticed that I have like, I'm a musician. They <laughs> noticed it finally after all these years of like toiling. Um, and I was like, I made it. And then I remember um, like Dom Alessio um, reviewed it as well. And I remember I was on holidays. Like, I, it meant so much to me that I remember exactly where I was every time I read it. Um, I was sitting in my, like, we were, like, on holidays with my family in Lawn. And I was sitting in the lounge room. And I was looking at it. And I was like, Mom and Dad, um, Dom Alessio just reviewed my song. <laughs> and they were like, that's great. Like, having no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really, like... It's it's been a long time coming for me, and I'm talking preemptively um, because I have no idea how this song's going to go. Um, I hope it goes well. I don't know. It's really <laughs> hard to. It's impossible to like speculate, and you should never because it's really unhealthy. Um, but to think about like who I was when I read those reviews and how excited I was, like I was like. I've made it. And I remember when Frida like put out a song and it got played on like roots and all. And I was like, this is what it is to make it. Like I've, I've made it. <laughs> Which is like, as you can see, I'm like quite a dramatic individual and I feel like I've made it like several times over <laughs> in my life. No, but if you don't get excited about those things, well, what then are you, doing you it wouldn't for? have any joy in yeah. it. Yeah. Like what are you fucking doing it for if you don't get excited about like those tiny little things yeah um and it really yeah it it fills me with joy to see myself now and I don't do it often enough I really should do it more because I get so caught up in like oh my god I'm like literally have zero money (laughs) and I am like teaching music to kids who don't want to learn and I have like again I have no money (laughs) even (laughs) after all these jobs that I do I'm a publicist for like you know uh yeah but then it's like I look back on that time and it's like oh like 
that me would have thought that this me is like killing the game. Yeah. And like doing amazing and yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that answers the question, but No, for sure. <laughs> I think yeah, everyone adapts and see th- sees things differently and I think judging everything based on how much money you have is a really unhealthy way of oh, viewing so life. So it's yeah. good that even though it is a little bit of a struggle, you appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, well, so my parents have a really, really healthy view on money and that view is just to not worry about it. And I know that that's like probably bad advice, but I'm like a chronic worrier. Like yeah. I, I worry as though it's like my full-time job. <laughs> and one of the, my favorite things to worry about is money. And my parents are always like, why do you worry about money so much? Like you're it, told it, to. Well, I mean, The true. world tells you to. Like, so true. You're told to. And, like, I'm just... It's just the easiest thing to worry about. Yeah. It's either that or, like, I'll worry about, like, a freckle that I have and, like, how it's going to kill me or whatever. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they're like, you have, like, three jobs... You're investing money into this business, your creative pursuit, like your passion. That's where your money is going. Like, does that not make you happy? Like, hello? Um, And I'm like, yeah, it does make me happy. But like, (laughs) what if I like get hit by a bus or something and I can't pay for the ambulance? Or like, you know, that like ridiculousness. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Well, it's good that you have a support system that's positive and not encouraging you to head down the wrong path kind of thing yeah i think the saddest thing in life is um picking the safe route and like as much as i you know kind of like throw around the phrase like oh i wish i was normal or like i wish i had like a normal job or like whatever I don't want that. I want to do the thing that, like, makes me feel crazy and makes me feel alive and makes me feel like, um, like, the thing that, like, gives me, like, an adrenaline shot every time I think about, like, doing more and, like, pursuing more and performing and, like, yeah. So I think it's, like, you get literally one chance. Like, there is no second chance. You get one. Yeah. So you might as well just do what you actually want to do rather than... And some people are lucky and what they actually want to do is, like, be a lawyer. <laughs> like, <laughs> be a doctor and make heaps of money and that makes them really happy and we love those people. But, unfortunately, I'm a person that loves music and that's what makes me happy, so... I don't know. I think the lucky people are the ones who are talented and uh, have the strive to follow something creative, personally. That's, that's also true. I also think you're extraordinarily unlucky if you don't have a passion in life. Yes, Isn't I do that agree. sad? Yes. If you don't have a passion? I know so many people who are like, who it's like, what are you interested in? They're like, mm, I don't know, like, Meh. and it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> what do you, you do with yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry for your life. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I told my mom that once and she got mad at me for being judgmental. Oh, uh, I mean, true. Yeah. Like, that is, it's pretty judgmental of me to be like this, like footloose and fancy free, like artiste <laughs> and being like, oh, isn't it sad when people aren't passionate about things? <laughs> like, you can oh be my passionate God. about things that aren't creative and yeah, it's that's still so okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can yeah. be passionate about like whittling or something if you want, as long as it brings you joy, then that's great. Yeah. And I mean, when you're retired, mm. What have you got to be excited about when you don't have a job anymore? Yes. Like, what are you going to fill your days with? Like, 
yeah you know it's important to find that thing yeah all right well we're talking about passions let's have a quick little listen to eilish's very new single that i'm very excited about and is stuck in my head (laughs) smfy you mentioned in the last part that you have your your obviously your other day jobs yep. to help pay for the creative pursuit yes <laughs> one of them being a music publicist with on the map yes how do you find working from a publicist angle mm. as well as being the creative obviously you you would know more about your own music mm. to do it but it's obviously a different side of the business as well yeah i mean i'm lucky if- for a number of reasons in terms of that job. I'm lucky to even have it, <laughs> basically, because a lot of people um, in this industry uh, don't work in the industry yep. on, like, a different level as being an artist. Like, that makes no sense, but you get it. Yeah, 100% makes um, sense. And I'm really lucky to be able to, like, work music every second of my life, which is wonderful and I love it. Um, I'm also really lucky as a publicist, I think, to bring, um, like, I have a music degree. I don't have a publicist. I don't have a a publicist degree. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I do not have a publicist degree. Um, Yeah, I have a music degree and I'm an artist, you know, kind of first and foremost. And I think that brings something quite unique and, like, dare I say, kind of valuable to, like, a campaign because I understand what an artist wants and yep. wants to see from like a publicity campaign and wants to see like how their money is being spent, basically like their hard earned yeah. like um, money, which is like super important to them. And um, I'm very lucky to have a boss who like nurtured me as a like publicist and nurtured me as a um, as a intern for like ages yeah and um taught me how to do this and taught me very well like i think i'm pretty good at it (laughs) but um, the on the map team are super awesome and they've obviously both like fiona and and emily have worked for a very long time in music and then they moved over to do on the map and like as someone that used to run a a music blog Mm. they're very kind all yeah. the time and yeah. would help you as much as you could help them. Yeah. It was very much a two-way street rather than always demanding something from yeah, you. Well, that's what publicity is. Like people don't get it. Like I love my boss and my colleague fee so, so much because I truly, I mean, for lots of reasons, but I truly value them as publicists because like so many people have this idea that PR is like this dirty thing. Yeah. Or, like it's like this, um, this like smoke and mirrors. Uh, someone actually said that phrase to me. Like publicity, really? smoke and mirrors. Yeah, I'll go off on that later. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, and it made me so upset because it's like I work so hard. My boss works like fifty times harder than I do. She's always on email, and she only works on things that she really loves and really cares about. Yeah. 
Like, I know that's probably not the case for all publicists, um, but I honestly believe that it is the case for most. Like, and your money is going, if you choose the right publicist, I should say, your money (laughs) is going into such passion and, like, years worth of relationships and um it's not it, it's tedious work as well isn't it it's not it just like be. quickly yeah it can be it can be tedious like i send an unbelievable amount of emails per day like so many we go back like we pitch individually we tailor our pitches we make sure it's specific to the person that we're talking to yeah um and yeah, we try really hard, basically. And it really upsets me when people, like, rag on publicists. When I see blogs ragging on publicists being like, oh, uh, another publicity email. Like, when will they shut up? And it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm working so hard for you, for you, for the blog, yep. to offer you quality content. And then I'm working so hard for this artist that you claim to support. Like... Yep. Mm, hello something's not adding up here like yeah i don't know i understand people can be burned badly by bad publicity i Mm -hmm. totally get that but to that i kind of say do your research like get a recommendation like don't just go with the first person that offers you like a cheap campaign because it's cheap like it's cheap for a reason and publicity is as much on the artist as it is on the publicist as Mm. well I think like if the artist doesn't provide you with resources assets following deadlines all that kind of stuff it's harder for you to do your job too and it makes the campaign a lot harder to run so yeah the the industry is a very delicate balance between everyone involved in every sector yeah without one the others would all suffer yeah so Everyone needs each other and everyone needs to give something to each other. So you can't really complain about one sector of the, one whole sector of the industry. Yeah. Because you rely on them to do anything. That's what I mean. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's like. And publicists exist to serve the artist as well. That's the other thing. It's like, you can't be annoyed at a publicist because the artist has employed them. It's, yeah. They're speaking for the artist. They're the artist employees. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it, um, you really are touching it <laughs> with me. I love doing that. <laughs> the publicity thing. <laughs> I take any chance I get to, like, be an advocate for publicists and good publicity. Yeah. Um, Because good publicists are hard to find and... Yeah, they are. And their time is not not very 
what their time is rare is probably the better way of saying it because they do get very busy very quickly yeah and people don't understand that like it's the pursuit of media coverage through like very real very personal relationships that they've taken the time to build themselves so it's like you're literally buying into somebody's time and somebody's personal relationships like hundreds of them yeah basically um and i don't know like personally i know it's like pretty facetious to say this but it's like personally i can't really think of a price that's appropriate for that but like (laughs) you have to obviously yes and you can but um yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting topic really yeah it is it is an interesting topic and i'm sure i've like gone off on some aspect of the industry that annoys me or like somebody who happens to be a particular a particular aspect of the industry that I've kind of generalized like I'm not perfect I'm sure I've done something or said something <laughs> like not I'm sure nice. I have as well <laughs> yeah but I think yeah the publicity thing obviously hits close to home yeah but yeah well let's have another quick little break let's listen to a little bit of your probably most popular single to date the mm-hmm. feeling yep um I love this song and we actually, fun little fact, when I did the first ever test episode for Australian Jams that no one's heard, uh, well, except for a couple of people uh, that I tested it with, yep. uh, we actually talked about this song really? and how great it is. So oh my God. maybe a little blooper can be me it's talking about how much I love this song. Uh, cool. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have a listen to a bit of the feeling. Um, I want to chat about Creature of Habit. I know, yes. yeah, it's, I love this song. It's uh, super catchy and I love the lyrics because we talked Thanks. about your songwriting already. Um, <laughs> horoscopes. Yeah. Tell us, uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle, M- Mel from The Mel. Push yeah. um, had her as a guest on not too long ago. Yep, yep. And we did mention that you love your horoscopes. I do. I'm not really an expert, though. I think people expect me to be an expert, but I'm only an expert on um, the sign that I am, which is Taurus. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also some of my like um, really close friends, like I love Leos. Apparently, I have like 100 Leo friends. <laughs> and um, I really like Capricorns as well. And Sagittarius's and Aries. I feel really awkward that I'm not one of those. Like. <laughs> what are you? Virgo. Virgo. No, that's okay. Though. You're an earth sign. So you that's like... one of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. You like order. God, mm. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Imagine if I did. How embarrassing to me. Um, yeah, you like order. You like things to be neat and like, um, like centered, which is good. I like that too. It's good, but yep. my house is a bit of a mess right now, so it's a bit awkward that nah, I'm it's so not, not by the way. <laughs> I like I'm walked so up the like... steps and it was like really nice. So there are that's lots of weeds in my garden. So if anyone wants to come and weed my garden, um, <laughs> I can't kneel at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to then do that, then you have an excuse. Yeah. Okay. I had knee surgery, guys. That's why I said that. <laughs> that's the excuse. Uh, so I can't do anything, pretty it's much. Valid. Um. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get back to creature of habit. <laughs> 
I remember seeing you play this at a show uh, before it had come out. Yes. And it was stuck in my head after that show. And oh, that's then good. it happened to be the next single and I was very excited. <laughs> that's good. Um, can you tell me about the process of making this song and, and writing it? Uh, Creature of Habit, I actually wrote that a while ago now. Um, I remember I was like, I was in a funny position where I felt like I should be writing about something else, speak that had happened in my life recently. But I was like, magnetically drawn to writing about this other like small but well not small like this kind of thing that had only just begun and that was very exciting to me as like a very romantic kind of person um so I had this like one big scary sad thing in my like recent past that had happened that I was like I really should be writing about this why aren't I and then this small, new, beautiful thing that was happening. And I was like, that's the thing I want to write about. I'd rather <laughs> write about that. So um, I did. And I kind of look back on that song now and feel like it was... I like to think of like songs as like little pictures in frames because it's like you listen to it. It's like three minutes long and it encompasses like a little world within that three minutes and like three minutes is the frame and like the song is like the picture and I look at that song and I feel like I've like hung it on my wall and I've like looked at it heaps of times and I walk past it all the time and um I used to look at it as like this really happy thing um that filled me with a lot of like joy and excitement and like I really it's a really precious thing to me but now I kind of look at it and I think um it was a bit of a it's actually a bit sad (laughs) and it makes me a bit sad when I sing it now and think about it now um because like that little moment in time has passed and things like new things have happened and my life is a lot harder now (laughs) (laughs) but um it doesn't really take away from the fact that it was a really beautiful thing to have put a frame around. Yeah, and do you, do you find because being a songwriter is such a personal thing mm. and it does take you to those moments like that, do yeah. you ever have a fear about releasing something because maybe oh, yeah. something might change? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I never did before. I was like, I write about anything and it's all out there on the table and it's like, that's all very well when you're like 22 and you haven't done anything (laughs) like I'm you know 24 now which you could argue that I haven't done anything (laughs) as well like the difference between 22 and 24 is like negligible but um I went through a really shitty end half of 2017 and it was due to my own actions (laughs) my own like um very emotional actions And I spent the last two months writing every day and I wrote um, a ridiculous amount of songs and they're all about the same thing. And I'm really nervous about putting them out. Like, I'm terrified to put this song out. I called my friends and said, should I put this song out? Because it's so... um, Like, to people who know me, they know what it's about. And they know that I was checked out of reality for like two months because I was so depressed and sad and scared and miserable. Um, but 
the resounding answer that I got from my friends when I like called them in hysterics was like, no, this is the best thing you've ever done, which it is. These songs that you've written are the best things you've ever done, which they are, I think, and they think. Um, It would be like, like not only silly, it would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't put them out. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting them out. <laughs> you, you'd be missing on an opportunity not only in a career sense, yeah, but in a personal sense. Yeah, I mean, like my career and my personal like happiness is so intrinsically linked, like which is really unhealthy. Got to stop. Can't. Whatever. Um. So you know, if this song goes really well, um, I'll be so happy. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this song that came from this really sad place in my life has caused me a lot of joy. Whereas like Creature of Habit came from a place that caused me a lot of joy. And now it's kind of like morphed into this, like, like, like I've gotten burned or something. Yeah. Um, but it's still good. I still like it as a song and I still like performing it. And, um, if anything, it's better now because it has a different level of like intrigue and different level of interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's a thing. Like a lot of, a lot of songwriters particularly, but musicians as a whole do pull from really emotional places Mm whether good or bad, and then do experience things like this a bit later. Yeah. Some, I imagine, regret doing it, and others consider it just just, uh, a casualty of the job. Yeah. That's a real phrase, isn't it? (laughs) Which do you think is the healthier way of looking at it? Uh, I don't think you should ever regret... I mean, like, you should if you've done something really bad... But, like, I don't think there's any particular way of looking at it. My way is, um, it always was up until, like, you know, recently, it would, it was always, like, these are, like, and this is going to sound like I'm the worst person ever, but, like, these are products and I'm going to put this product out. And it came from a really personal place when I was writing it, but now the writing is over and it's done and it's a product and it's out. Um... I had huge difficulty and I haven't done it yet. I haven't like reconciled that with myself yet for this song and this new music, Um, which maybe that's healthy. uh, I don't know. But I always think about every time I think about this, I always go back to um, Julian Baker's song appointments. Yeah. And it's like, well, she could put that out. (laughs) Like if she could put that out, if she can sit, like I was getting this song mastered yesterday and I was like sitting in the mastering studio listening to it being like fuck I'm really like I'm really doing this <laughs> like really gonna put this song out and it's gonna be out there and all those lyrics are gonna be there and everyone's gonna hear them and it, they're gonna be there I was like you know what Julian Baker did appointments I can do what I can do anything <laughs> I can do literally anything she put that song out and it was the most vulnerable thing I've ever heard and this is nothing compared to that <laughs> do you think that um do you self? Are you self-managed? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you think that makes it yeah. harder? <laughs> um, it's hard. I'm really very extraordinarily lucky because I have a kind of 
beautiful, sweet sounding board of friends and mentors to ask yep. questions and to be like, is this song good or bad? <laughs> like, tell me. <laughs> um, so it is in a way harder to make those decisions because ultimately it's like, it's just me. Yeah. But it would be just me anyway at the end of the day. Like, if I employed a manager um, or, like, when I employ a manager, it'll still be my call at the end of the day. So it's kind of like, yeah, it would be nice to have that special, like, partner in this. Um, That is as invested in your music as you are. Yeah, but I also feel like... Good managers have to be. Good managers have to be. Like, my criteria for a good manager with my track record of zero, <laughs> I've never had a manager. <laughs> the person that I assume is going to be my like hero manager when I find one is going to be someone who cares as much about my music as I do, which is like probably impossible. Um, but close, you know, close to as much as I do. Yeah. Um, and who has something to offer that I don't have. Yeah. You know, um, some skill that I lack or some perspective or experience that I don't have. Um, yeah, so that would be really nice to have. <laughs> that would be very go. nice. Prospective managers. There you go. Yeah. There's your criteria to hit it's up. It's pretty Irish. simple. It's just like, <laughs> n- yeah, I don't know. I, there was a point where I was like, literally anyone, <laughs> anybody <laughs> help me do these friggin' invoices and like my day to day, just manage this for me. But then I was like, no, you don't want that. Just find someone right. <laughs> well, that's where the publicity comes into it a little bit because yeah. when you do PR, you learn other parts of the industry too. Yeah. So that would de- would have definitely helped, no? Well, the incredible thing about, like, the publicity thing is that I can do all my own PR with the help of my, like, incredible boss. Yeah. So it's like... <sighs> it's hard <laughs> to find someone who doesn't... I don't know. I sound really conceited, but it's like... No, not at all. Um... It's very helpful to be able to do my own PR and it does because I work with managers every day. So it's like I know how they work and it's pretty awkward to do your own PR. Um, I don't love doing my own PR, but, you know, I have that skill and I should use it. I shouldn't just employ somebody because I don't. I mean, I don't have the freaking money to employ someone. (laughs) I have to do it by myself. That that, that That is just the truth. And... Um, it's probably going to be true for, for a while still. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, um, on that, let's have a quick little listen to Creature of Habit. Um, my personal favourite, uh, maybe not Eilish's. <laughs> <laughs> back um we're going to talk about what you're going to get up to this year yeah after you've uh okay i'll be fully honest with everyone we just had a problem with the recording so <laughs> we're just gonna rehash a little bit of what we talked about that's why it might sound a little bit weird um so you're coming off the back of some really great shows towards the end of last year with yep. um 
Morat, <laughs> East. Yeah. Uh, Yo, you played with in September. Yeah. yeah. October. Yeah. Around then. Yeah. Um. So this year, song coming out. Have you got many other plans? Yeah. Well, I'm. I can say that I'm playing Secret Garden Festival, which is super exciting. Amazing. Um, I played there last year with Japanese wallpaper singing, and now I get to come back as Eilish Gilligan, which Hell is yeah. really exciting. Um, yeah. So doing that. Playing with Woods in March, doing some solo shows, which is going to be pretty cute. Um, Yep, putting this single out. (laughs) I have, like, heaps of new songs um, that I'm, like, super excited to get finished. And I feel like every musician, like, says stuff like that. But this time it's true, I promise. (laughs) I have heaps of new music, like, new songs. Um, Hoping for an EP later in the year as well. Yeah, Yeah, amazing. Um... And before we finish up, I just want to touch on the fact that you've worked with Becky Whitten, who's, as a musician, is known as Aphia before, and how incredible she is and what she was like to work with. Yeah, well, I love Becky so much. Like, she's not only a wonderful musician, producer, engineer, um, she's, like, a very dear friend as well, and I really cherish her in my life. I remember I was, like, sitting across from her the other day at a bar and I was like, Becky, you're so like centered all the time. <laughs> like how, how are you like this? And she was like, Oh, that's good that I give that off because I'm not <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Um, yeah, she's wonderful. She's the best vocal engineer I've ever worked with. Yeah. She has a real ear for a good vocal take versus, um, like a well recorded one. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like she really knows, uh, the most expressive take or the most clear take um, versus the one that maybe sounds the best or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I think she's really wonderful and someone to keep an eye on. I, um, as far as I know, she's got a whole bunch of music sitting there ready to come out as well. Yeah, that's as far as I know as well. Yeah. I think she's got like a whole new album that she's like yeah. almost finished. I really want to have a bit of a listen to that. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Becky, come on. Yeah, she's also, like, she's incredibly prolific as well. That's the other yeah. thing. It's like, she's done so much music. Yeah, and she's been working with quite a few artists at the moment in mm. the local scene, which is really cool. Yeah, it is um, cool. It's and really... I love I love the way her style moves between each artist and how she's able to adapt yep. to the artist's needs, because I find there are a lot of producers that want to make it theirs instead of make the artist's song as good as it can be. Yeah, or, like, can't let go of their style or whatever. Um, Yeah, I really... Yeah, Becky's amazing. Yeah, go Becky. We love you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, well, we'll finish up, I think. I've had Eilish's ear for long enough. We're going to go and eat (laughs) vegetarian pizza. Yay. Um, And you guys can all listen to a little bit, only a little bit, because I want you all to go and buy it and stream it so that Eilish <laughs> gets money. It. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> Streaming is still good because great. money does happen. Um, this is SMFY. Thank you so much, Eilish, for coming here. Thank you. Thank you so much for a thoughtful and really enjoyable interview. We love publicists. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. This is SMFY. This has been Australian Jam's bonus episode. Um, we'll see you pretty soon. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.